You're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Dave Rosansky. Today's guest is Rich Fulcher. He's an old friend who's had quite a life. After studying to be a lawyer, he decided he didn't want to be a lawyer, but Rich just couldn't stomach telling his mother. Thus gave birth to his show, Mom, I'm Not a Lawyer. He's best known for The Mighty Bush, but he's also been on Review, Drunk History, Bob's Burgers, John Benjamin Has a Van, and the Sarah Silverman Program. Rich is presently creating great digital content for Comedy Central, and I'm glad he is. Here's Rich Fulcher. I'll catch you on the other side. Um, I just I, I was thinking about, well, first I was thinking about how long, here, scoochin', scoochin', We made scoochin'. love. How long ago we made love, and you never called me after that. I'm like, that was fucked up. Come on, man. No, it was really fucked up. It was really fucked up. It was really fucked up. I, I'm going to say this, and this is probably not an appropriate thing to say, but sometimes I look at people and I think, did I make out with them? Right. Yeah, and it's all a haze. It's all a haze. And you can't get, you know, you drop clues. I don't even want to drop clues. And, <laughs> and it also comes to the point where I go, you know, I, I don't, I don't even want to, sometimes I'll look at somebody and think, I don't even know that I want to introduce myself to them. Yeah. Because I might have made out with them. Yeah. So you, you want to ask somebody that knows both of you, but who is that person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who What's is that, that person? And um, uh, who is that person? And uh, how can I ask? Can they can't ask that person? No. But what? Sometimes it's better to just wait for that person to approach you and say, "Hey, that was pretty special the other night." Oh, <laughs> it wasn't the other night. It would been that was pretty special twenty five years ago. Right. Yeah. When you tied me on the train tracks, and <laughs> I don't know about you, Rich, but there was a period there. I don't think I, I, there's a period there, like before I got married, where I'm going, I, you know, at Second City, I'm thinking, I, I might, I might have made out with that person right. at the annoyance. Yeah. Did you hang out at the? Annoyance? Oh yeah, I was. That was one of my mainstays. Right. That was my first theater experience. I was because I was at IO and Second right. City. Right. Right. Remember when they were like three distinct camps? Right. And they would fight, they would rumble. Do you think that they would fight? I don't know that there was any fighting. Did you well, see there fighting? was that one fight. There was with one Mike fight. Coleman. Uh, it was Remember? Right, Mike Coleman and who would that be? Horatio. Mike Coleman, Horatio, and Sheldon Patinkin. No. <laughs> All duking it out. All duking it out. No, but I, I, I noticed this recently because, you know, you talk to Chicago people mm-hmm. and it's all kind of a blend now. Whereas before, there was, um, you know, you were either a stand-up, an actor, or an improviser. Right. Like, and never the twain shall meet. No. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, Early 90s, -90s. Mm mid-90s. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was the early 90s. It was the early 90s. Yeah. The late late 80s were (laughs) all about, the late 80s were all about, uh, wait, were were you in the scene in the late 80s? No. You were at school, yes, Dartmouth. Yeah, I yeah I went to law school. Yeah, as right. well. Yeah, you went to law school. I remember all that. I remember. Were, were you weren't part of those guys like Bob Fisher guys? Were you? No, 
No, I wasn't. You weren't. Because that was another law, bunch of law guys. Oh, really? They yeah. hung out together. I think Bob Fisher was the law guy. I think that um, John Hildreth might have been. He okay. was a UFC guy. Or maybe I'm just looking at those guys like smart, big brains who are... Big, big brains. brains. Big brains. Huge brains. Huge brains. <laughs> Huge brains. But, you know, that... that and their scenes were all about law cases. Well, like Bob poorly. Fisher, you know, Bob Fisher's like you. I think Bob gave it up. And then... Did you ever practice? See, that's the thing. No. Because I had a lot of friends that would go, I'm just going to do it for two years. And then I'm going to have a bunch of money and then I can do what I want. But then by that time, they're all sucked in. And, you know, and it's like, oh, well, five more years I can make partner. Right. So I decided I will never practice. But you faked it for your for your mom, yeah, right? Yes. So, and how long did you fake that you were in a law? About five years, five, five years. six. Yeah. And what's it like to carry that burden around? Uh, I think I'm gonna die young because of it. <laughs> I'm gonna die soon. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a bit of a burden, but uh, I would imagine it would be a tremendous burden. It, it would be worse if I lived in the same city as my mom. Right. Where did you know? she live? She lived in Virginia, right? And I was in Chicago. And did she? And and the moment that you broke it to her, because you did, you did a whole show about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was called. Mom, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back on it, would you have done it again? I well, I would have told her sooner, I think, because it was a big step for me just to not practice because. I I just decided on my last year, I, I don't want to, I just want to get the degree. And I, I had a girlfriend at the time who knew about this thing called Second City. And she had told me about it. I go, that's exactly what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I signed up for courses on my last year for that summer that I left. And so I decided to make that jump. But I, to tell my parents as well at that time might have been too much to take. It's uh, interesting because I, <laughs> uh, you know Tammy Sager, right? Yeah. And you know, Tammy did essentially the same thing, but while she was at UFC. Right. But she, I, that is, that is lie about, like have, have a second life. Yes. I'm out to get some lunch and then she'd go to <laughs> class. Well, Tammy took on a, a stage name. There was oh, a very really? Jewish stage name, something like Emma Gold or something like that. Sheldon Patinkin. And <laughs> Sheldina. Sheldina. Sheldina Patinkin. But she faked it too. You know, right. she she had a lie about it as well. I've never talked to her about that. I know her, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that there are probably a lot of people, and I would love to hear from some people who said, I did that too. I've never asked anybody on callers. Uh, yeah, I, I've never, I was just thinking, <laughs> I've never asked anybody. It's like, if anybody has it, please see well, me. You know, it's probably more people than you think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well I mean, it's just more obvious because it's like years, and I had a fake office. Rebecca Weinberg was my secretary for a while. This is a real person, Rebecca Weinberg? Yes, yes. She's uh, at the annoyance now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and she, was it a special line? Or? No, well, she would just say hello. Because uh-huh. where she worked, she didn't have to say, you know, Foster Williams and Jarvitz. And so she uh, answered the phone, hello. <laughs> then my mom was, is Richard there? And then she'd go, no, he's not. And then she'd call me. So it was like, yeah, that was not. Oh, and what yeah. did she say? What did your mom say when you? Uh, what did your mom say when when you went 
here we go. Yeah, this I think isn't true. I think it was uh, it was a little bit difficult, but I think it's almost like I think she knew. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. she sort of knew that I wasn't doing too well as a. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome. Mm. I think about lying, just the idea of lying and how much work has to go into I know, that. I know, I know. And those I of do, us... Who, God. I don't think I'd do it. Now, having kids, I don't think I could tell my kids, this is what I did. You don't do that. I did it, but don't, you don't do that. Yeah. Right. Right, so, but kids are going to lie about what they're going. They're going to. Oh, I'm not going to tell my. Or, or they'll say, "I'm going to get away with it," where my dad didn't get away with it. Where's yeah. my dad didn't get away with it. So I'd like to foster a thing where they feel free that you know it's not a big deal. To what? To not go to law school. Okay, that. <laughs> or it's not a big deal to. It's not a big deal to tell the truth. You know, that's another thing too. You know, because you were afraid to tell your truth. Yeah. Yeah. And because you're afraid to tell your truth, you have, like, all that fucking... And because I've done it, too, that all the... I hid that I was a smoker from... I hid from my wife that I was a smoker for, like, ten years. Really? Your wife? My wife, Rich. My wife. I hid it from my wife. And now? Well, she caught me one day uh, uh, driving down... She was driving down Hollywood Boulevard, and I was in front of I.O. having a cigarette. And she pulled to the side and went, what are you doing? And I went, oh... Busted, fucking busted, oh man. Busted. But did you say but, it was marijuana? That would have been easier, right? It would have been easier, <laughs> or, or for me to go. I'm holding it for somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole homeless man over there. Were you act surprised you had it? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Where did that come from? Fire stick. <laughs> oh my god! I hate Hollywood Boulevard. You never know what's gonna happen. Some homeless guy stuck it in my fingers. Uh, but at the moment that that happened, I felt like, ah, oh, free at last. Yeah. You know, just free at last. I felt good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you wake up in the morning and go, I don't have to do this bullshitting anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I immediately felt better. Right? Yeah. And anything that you thought was going to, for me, I felt like anything that I thought was going to, um, uh, like the world was going to crumble if she found the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was... It's never as bad as you think in your head. Unless you're confessing to a crime. A crime is another story, probably. But I... <laughs> I, I love the addition of probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I, a similar thing happened when I was in law school. Mm-hmm. I went to the first class. It was my last year. And I didn't go to any classes after that. So each day I go, I should probably go to class. And then I'm thinking, well, they're going to call on me, so I better not go. And then it just built up to the point where I went to the last day and I was just sort of, yeah. And a lot of other people had done the same thing. I watched your episode of Review. Have you done more than one? Just one. You just did one. Um, And when you were... You're playing a, a college professor. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that, and uh, and it and it builds from there. Uh, you're playing college professor. Spoiler alert! Spoiler! No spoiler <laughs> alert. Not gonna even say it. Um, no, no. God, it, like the puns for me are in the room, and I'm not gonna grab on any. So, uh, but to walk in for me, if I walk into a college space like that, that big uh, auditorium that yeah. you're in, 
it, it scares the shit out of me because I took an econ class and I did the same thing that you did, which yeah. is like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I don't like it. It's not fun for me. How can I get out? I'm going to stop going. Oh, I stopped going. I stopped going. Yeah. And then I, I failed it. It's obviously. a cycle. And do you, do you have nightmares about this? In com- yes. I have school dreams still where I'm late for class. I forgot to attend a class. I think it's a common thing, but with me, I think it was very inbred. It's PTSD. Huh? Is it post-traumatic stress disorder? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, it is, in a way. Because when I saw that classroom that you were just, you know, pretending, I thought, oh, boy. And all it's like a trigger yeah. thing. But you know what was fun? In law school, I had a lot of fun because there was a point where I went... I don't want to do this. I just want to get the degree. So I wasn't like trying to get the best grades or anything. And we just had a lot of fun. Oh my God. It's not huh? um, I'm leaving. I'm going to call the professor. Um, who's we? You said we. <laughs> oh, me and my, uh, the people I lived with. Uh-huh. Uh, we lived off campus in a place we called the outhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every If you are in a college and you live in a house with a bunch of people, it better have a name. Mm. I was in uh, at Northern Illinois University. We lived at a place called, it was a, we called it um, the greatest house in the world. That was our (laughs) name. That was the greatest house in the world. We actually had a name the house party because we had just moved in and we thought, oh, this will be great. People will put the names in the hats. So we we took the name. Name the house party. Yeah. Not name the house party. No, no. Name the house house party. party. Got it. Okay. So we looked at all the names and we initially went, oh, Graceless Land. And we thought that's, we got such a bad reaction from that. We go, let's just call it the outhouse. Oh, and who are the people that you live with? Um, actually, maybe you know one of the Mike Click. Oh, yeah, Mike yeah, Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, I.O. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow, he was in law school with you, too? Yes. Crazy. Yeah, that is wacky. And, and is he a lawyer? Yeah, well, he practiced a little bit oh, afterwards. Did. Yeah. He went to Atlanta, Hotlanta. Uh-huh. And, and now he's doing... Is that me? And now he's doing this other thing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to think about, and I, I talk about it a lot on the show, where what it is that you think that you're going to be doing, you're not doing. I talk about it a lot because I think about it all the time. Right. All, those prepara- all the preparation and worry and woe and work and money that you put into doing something that you didn't want to do, and now you're not doing it because you're doing something that you love to do. Yeah. But you're probably applying some of the skills. Yeah. What skills would you apply? What skills do you apply? I argue all the time. No, no. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess looking at a contract, not that I get a lot of contracts to look at. But is it also the way that you might read something or the way that you might listen to something or the way that you might logic and reason something? Yeah, and plus, there's nothing more boring than law school, so anything after that is gravy. So I appreciate any, you know, because a lot of people go, oh, I got to do another, you know, session. Uh Second, And I was like, this is amazing. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's no lecturing. No. no, Yeah. No. Just get up and do stuff. You just get up and do stuff. Yeah. You just get up and do stuff. And the idea that, because it's fun to, it's fun to, uh, to, to have somebody like you come over uh, who I know from like 30 years ago or something and then to look at what you've done 
since you've been on here, like the IMDB <laughs> and how fucking substantial that is. And, and it's not like good for you or bully for you, but it is kind of good for you and bully for you. But it's also, um, look at all the different things that you have done that have been idiosyncratically rich vulture. Do you oh, understand what I mean? Yeah, thanks. But yeah. like you and Andy Richter are essentially in a very similar ballpark. Oh. Because Andy Andy plays Andy a lot. And I feel like I when I watch you, it's not that you're not acting. It's that very often you are also playing a major part of who it is that you are. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. You know, it does. And it's And it's unique in that not a lot of people have the opportunity to do that. I hope casting people are listening to this. Well, they, I'm sure that they are. <laughs> a lot of people have been cast from my podcast. A lot of podcasting people. Podcasting. A lot of podcasting yes. people are, are coming up with it. Podcasting people. Uh, so good luck. you got to go to the podcasting office. Offers talk. are rolling in. They're rolling in. How often are you auditioning? Um, not too often. I'm, I'm mostly like now pitching stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll go in and I'll pitch like 50 things and then they they might like a half of one. And do you like pitching? Yeah, I don't mind it cuz it makes me Wait, feel I like don't mind I'm, it is def- different than do you like it? I do. I, if I feel like I'll get something out of it or um when wouldn't you get something out of it? You know what I mean? If you feel like you're going to get something out of it. Aren't you always thinking you're going to get something out of it? Yeah, yeah. You have that um, delusional thing in your brain oh fuck yeah, yeah right yeah you have to you have to yeah and what is that delusional thing in your brain because for me I know I've, I've been the beginning of the year for me three the past beginning of three the past three years this year included have been me in January sitting at this desk right here and fishing for work, and when I say fishing yeah, for yeah, work, yeah. I'm saying I am. I'm. I've got the GP, uh, the the GPS and the radar going down to see, you know, where is it that I really want to work, and who has expressed interest in what it is that I'm doing. So when I talk to somebody on the phone or I talk to them through email, it's essentially pitching myself yeah. and saying I've got this stuff and I want to come out to London or Edinburgh or I want to go to you know I want to go to Cork I want to go to Dublin um, you know yeah. what do you got and I'm I'm pitching to them as if I've already gotten the job yeah that's good yeah and do you do that um I try to I'm getting better at that sort of thing Mm-hmm. At first, it was like, "Do you have anything that I can do?" <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, you know, let me check my schedule. What does that mean? That the schedule's empty, but I'm lying. Oh, I see. And then it's, it's, uh, I can do it. I can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you now work? Are you still working with a partner? Or are you doing this on your own? I because am... you said you moved out to your where you're living right now because you had. A writing partner. I right? was in London. But I thought you said you moved out here. With my wife. Said, with my wife. Yeah. yeah. But you moved out to the house that you're living in. Yeah. I thought that you said you moved out to the house you're living in because you had a writing partner. Oh, no. I totally got that wrong. I had a screenwriting teacher. Screenwriting teacher. Who recommended this place to boom, there. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Done. Okay. okay, great. Great. Now, I knew that you lived in London because I remember you going to London and saying you're crazy. Who the fuck goes to London, Rich? Who goes to London? I know. You know? Well, I just started doing those festivals at Edinburgh and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then we got a manager Mm -hmm. out of that. We did that Modern Problems in Science. That's right. You and uh, Mike. Dick Costello. Right. Dick Costello and Mike. 
Who's the other guy? It was just the two. Phil of you? Granchi. Phil Granchi. That was it. Phil Granchi. And, and one time we went to Australia, mm-hmm. and um, did you do it with D Ryan? D Ryan did it. D too. Ryan did it. Noah Gregoropoulos did it once. Right. Yeah. I've seen that show a number of times. Yeah. At the old I O. Yeah, the old on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, on Broadway. I O was on Broadway. And on Clark. No, I'm sorry. It wasn't at I.O. It was, it was at, at The Annoyance. The Annoyance. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's where I saw it. You, and you had a, there, I remember, a chalkboard. We had. A, we insisted on having a chalkboard. No, we had a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was our dead. And so when you went to these other places, people had a scrounge chalkboard for you? Well, yeah. We had to go to an old school or something. Sometimes we'd have to do a whiteboard. Oh, yeah, I know. God. I know. Damn it. And when Costello, Dick Costello, who is the former CEO of Twitter, when he, when he, did he, when you guys broke up, did he, what? He says, I'm going to head up Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to head up this imaginary organization right now. Uh, but it, there's another one where you go, you know, there wasn't that career. Well, he had always been doing that. He'd have two lives. He'd have the acting life and he'd have this internet thing but he had two lives and you had two lives we both had four lives you had four lives between the two of you and some people have no lives did you feel bad about that yeah taking one i wanted to give a people. life to someone that's it that's it and you ended up giving a life to two people didn't you that's right right you did oh, wow. you see how that happens so when we broke up it was basically Modern you know just because science. of you know busyness and then mm-hmm. you know a lot of people couldn't go overseas right so we had a manager for that group and so i just said would you like to manage me like myself and that's when i just started getting stuff in london mm-hmm. it was there wasn't any plan to it or anything oh great how great that there's no plan to it where you, the, you your concept is you're going to be taken care of well, no, I was just basically heightening what was going on and then just whatever happens But really, that. at the foundation of that, though, Rich, is the idea that you're going to be taken care of. If you didn't think that you are going to be taken care of, you wouldn't have done that. Yeah, that's true. I felt like there was enough stuff and I knew enough people. From those festivals, you, you see more London people than you do in London. Yeah. I mean, comics and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just moved to L.A. and L.A. was kind of like this daunting like two steps backwards place and I wasn't really forwarding did you feel do you feel that still a little bit I feel like I'm just now getting to a point where I'm you know starting to make some do you like it direction I do like it here I think there's more work here right now there's more work here because of who it is that you are now than there was back then because who it was who it was that you were back then there wasn't any work right that's true and there's also more possibilities with all the you know like in London and and New York I kind of look at those very similarly because there's small universes of comedy but that just happens to be one aspect of the whole city whereas this is uh-huh. like a factory town right that has you know TV and film, and it's all here. It's so interesting to say, because I agree with you, it's so interesting to say that New York has these enclaves, but there seems to be, because there's <clears throat> there's the studios here, yeah. that there is, there is more to do here. Yeah. And I also believe it's so fucking expensive to live in New York that when you look at... Have you done YouTube stuff? Have you been to their studio in, in the YouTube? West Side? No. Do you know what it is? I must get their address oh, you must <laughs> google it they're owned by the same people um but uh the uh 
So YouTube has a studio uh -huh. on the west side. They have a, a few studios in the United States. A, a, a studio on the west side where if you get 10,000 followers on a new YouTube channel, they give you studio time, space, editors, gratis. Really? Yeah. And it's on the west side and um, they're just there to promote it all. And we know, I mean, I don't know, uh, uh, Lloyd Alquist who does... Um, uh, epic rap battles. Do you know what that is? Um, rap, yeah, sure. But epic rap battles. Oh, right. Where, where he he'll have um, two historical figures oh, rap it out. That's amazing. And he has had rich a billion hits, and so YouTube's like, we're going to give you a space. What do you want? So that is another aspect of there's so many more. Opportunities oh yeah, and there's there. so many <laughs> platforms now too. It's platforms. like you know. Who would have thought three years ago there was this thing called Netflix? And Xbox has stuff. Like, Frito-Lay probably is going to have one now. <laughs> Who the soon. fuck knows? Yeah. And, and, and to, to be the kind of person that says, okay, we're Amazon to, what's his name, uh, Bezos, um, the owner of Amazon, yeah. for him to go, we're going to open up a studio. You yeah. know, what are you talking about? No, we just sell shit out of a warehouse. Exactly. It's like, no, we're going to open up a studio. And that's what we're going to do. Those fucking big thinkers. Yeah. Outside the boxers. But the thing is that that's exactly it, where you go outside the boxers and, and to look at it. And anybody who's saying, oh, where's mine? I don't know where mine is. I'm going to go, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing now. I think the networks are finally coming to grips with it that they can't get like 22 million people watching their no. shows anymore. No. No. So it's like now, if you can get a million people to watch you... Just that, that niche of people, then that's, you've got it. Right. Yeah. A million people. Do you think it's a million people? Do Probably you think less. A show that. like Transparent has a million people watching it? Does it? I don't know. Well, I heard even like Daily Show had a million. Like right. it wasn't a lot. It was, you would think it would be a lot because we probably watch it and stuff. But Well, when we grew up, there was just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you watch TV? When, when I grew up, it was Milton Berle. Right. <laughs> you had Uncle Milty, you had the Honeymooners, uh, and you had, uh, God bless, what was his Phil name? Phil Silvers. Yeah. <laughs> Phil Silvers show. <laughs> Phil Silvers show. Uh, and later on, the newer shows were My Mom the Car, My Mother the Car, oh, God. and uh, The Addams Family. You know, some of those shows, you'd be surprised, are big in England because people got saw the reruns. Like Phil Silvers, it's, you know. It's huge. And, yeah, yeah. He's, really? Yeah. yeah. What surprised you when you were in London, in England? That I mean, aside from the Phil Silver, they've never seen Gilligan's Island, really. No, yeah, like all of that stuff, and even like shows like Seinfeld and Larry Sanders, mm -hmm. they kind of buried them, like they played them really late at night. So people, you talk to people normally, and you think, oh yeah, that's like Larry Sanders. They go, what? <laughs> yeah. So or like Gilligan's Island, where you go, it's like Gilligan's Island. They go, what? Yeah. So every time you did a performance or something, you have to look and see if, you know, they had never heard of Tang. Tang, remember yeah. that? Oh, sure, sure. Flavor? The space drink. Yeah, food. yeah. The space the drink. The space drink. Um, I went there and I did a show uh, with uh, Jules Munns, who runs uh, the nursery theater over there. And we did a show and I was playing, uh, we were playing an a adolescent girl. I was playing an adolescent girl and he was playing an adolescent <laughs> boy in a car. And I said, I'm not going to give you a hand job, Ken. And I thought that's going to get a big laugh. Got no laugh at all. Right. Because I don't think the phrase hand job means. I think that the, the action of the hand job is another phrase. Hand surgery. 
hand surgery. Pull, pull you off. And a hand occupation. So it's a hand yeah. occupation. <laughs> Someone, and I think they told me it was something like a hand shandy, but I could have been duped oh, about that. See? Yeah. It's little things like that. Right. And you expect the laugh and you're waiting, like, and then you repeat it again. I said, a hand job. Crickets. <laughs> Right, right. Because I was saying Tang, and I was like, what? Why aren't they getting this? All my Tang materials. Oh, my God. And then you're like, you're you're dangling, you're tangling in midair going, what's happening? I don't know. What's my reference level? And then when you have to start thinking about that shit, that's when you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people make the mistake, too, when they go over to England. They, They overthink it. So it's like... I was so they tell jokes about you know fish and chips. It's like they don't want to hear jokes no, about fish and chips. No, no, no. For me, I thought it was clever. Where it was like I had a character's name, um, Armitage Shanks, <laughs> which is the name of all their toilets there. Right. You know, and it's like I'm Armitage Shanks. <laughs> like okay, American. Right. right. Okay, American. Clever American. Clever American. Okay. Okay, American. Uh, uh, but to also, I love Edinburgh. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. Have you been there when it hasn't been festival? Yes, I have. I think I, I, I'm not big on the festival thing. No, you're not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm only. I'm not because I feel like you like sleep. I like sleep, and I like. <laughs> I think that it's it's the sleep, and I also don't like to work so hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work, especially if you also have to publicize the show. That's what I mean. I know handing out flyers, and right. juggling. Oh my! Oh, did you juggle? Oh, and my puppet shows. No, no, no. But, but seriously, that you got to do that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And your and and did, was your were your shows well received? Well, we were lucky because we started selling out near the end of uh-huh. the first time we went, and then we went into a, one of the bigger venues, and then we started selling out. Yeah, and you so come- we were lucky. We didn't have to. The first year, we were like, you know, flyers, all the, the right. whole thing. Aren't you glad you don't have to do that anymore? Yeah. That was yeah. one of the things that when, see, when, when I was at, when we were doing shows at, when the, when the Annoyance first started, and we would get a, or I.O., certainly I.O. there, and we would, I worked at a printing shop. And I would have to secretly print up flyers over there, and then I would buy a ticket to the L, <clears throat> and get and be at Belmont. And as people were coming off of the L, I would be handing out flyers. Right, right. And then when you get cast at Second City, you don't do that anymore. No, boom, boom, automatic. Someone else yeah, is yeah, doing yeah. that shit. Who knows more about it than you ever will? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you you don't think about it, but. Once it happens, you're like... Oh. And once you don't have to do that anymore, where you go, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. I can get in a van and somebody will get meals. You toured? <laughs> yeah. And were you, and you were in resident company? No. I, it was right when I should have stuck around. That's when I went to... Do you regret that? And stuff. And so, I, a little bit, but in, in many ways, I think a lot of us sort of think in levels and like, oh, I've got to stay and complete all the levels. And I felt like I didn't need to do that. Not not that I was hot shit or anything. I just thought, I I get it. I right. know Second City. I know what it does. I got a lot out of it. Right. And then, yeah. Kenny Campbell. You know Kenny, right? Yeah. 
Kenny says, I wish I stick around. But he came out to LA and got a television show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, dude, you got a TV show. But see, that's what it is. It's sort of like, oh, I wish I had gone back and got my high school degree. You know, it's because Second City, you almost think of kind of as a school. Right. Like, I didn't complete all the steps. I feel that Kenny probably feels that way. Yeah. <clears throat> and I also felt like there's a camaraderie that you have. Yeah. But when you book, when you're pulled away from somewhere else, you're supposed to do that. Right. Yeah. And whatever struggle you think that you're having, you're supposed to do that too. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. What? Right? <laughs> exactly. No, but I, I know where it's worked both ways, where people uh, should have stayed longer and then people that should have left sooner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There yeah. are a few people where I go, why are you still here? Because it's almost like L.A. is so random. Like, sometimes we try to rationalize the, that, oh, there's steps to this, and then I will get my time once I complete those steps. But LA's so random, like anybody can happen to anything at any time. And right now, you look at people who are on, again, let's go to YouTube, where you, you these people are YouTube millionaires and you don't even know who the fuck they are. Exactly. Because they do things like men's makeup. Right. And they have a YouTube channel, men's makeup or whatever the Let fuck Let me write is. that down. It's already done. It's already done. <laughs> Shit! It's already done. Sorry. Men's makeup is... is uh, um, I have a friend who does just... A perfume site. She rates all the perfumes that are out there. Oh, seriously? Yeah. On YouTube? Yeah. And that's something which is really interesting to me because you can't smell it. It's sort of like, <laughs> you can't, unless she has... It's an app where you can smell things. Oh, a smell thing. Yeah, a yeah. smell thing app. That's, that's common, man. That's yeah. common. That's oh, common. Man. But then you look at also people, you also look at people who have left here. And you and, and like you left here, and but I look at D. Ryan... And yes. you know D and Austin uh, Tishner, who her husband and their kids. Austin runs um, Reduce Shakespeare. Reduce Shakespeare. Yeah. He, he and Reed Martin uh, do that, and they just up and left. Yeah, they were like their own industry, mm -hmm. so they could pretty much go anywhere. Well, they yeah. also had that house that they sold, and they made some money on it. They were able to have another house, but at the same time, they didn't. They didn't like it out here, right? Kevin right. Crawley didn't like it out here. I don't know if you know Kevin. Um, Kevin was at Second City. He was in ETC. I think he was on the main stage. Yeah, he was on the main stage too. <clears throat> and he—he he was a, he's a playwright. And he just went, I got to head back. I don't want to be here. I know. Well, to be honest, if Chicago had the TV and film industry, that I don't think there'd be any question we'd be in Chicago. I agree. I agree. Because it was just so much more social too. It's a lot like... It, when we were in London, you'd walk out the door, there'd be people, you'd meet people at a pub, blah, blah, blah. Here in L.A., it's like we have to plan to meet people. And, you know, so it can be a bit disconcerting. I think it'd be, it, it, it could be also, it also is um, uh, where you're, it's the balkanization of your friends where you're going, uh, well, they live in the valley, so I don't know how I'm going to see them. And they live in Santa Monica and they live all the way in Highland Park and Silver Lake and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I will never see you again. Yeah, yeah. If you move to Santa Monica, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're auditioning out there. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to stop by just to say hello. I was in the neighborhood. Uh, but I you ring your doorbell. 
Oh, but you don't. It's like ring your doorbell. No, no drop eyes. No drop eyes. No, no, no. no drop eyes. So I can see lots of people might go, "Oh, this is not as fun," and you know, it's definitely an industry like oh. a coal mining. It is. Yeah. But um, I don't feel part of it because I travel so much. I'm not here. Last year I was gone 211 days out of the entire year. Well, maybe that's good because this is your base, and you travel around. You could have a, you know. Um, it's it's good, but uh, what I what uh, like I fell in love with a woman and and she and she's my girlfriend now oh. and she lives here and so you know Laura is like well you know I have a girlfriend I really like coming home but I love traveling too right so the combination be come with me um, and I'll have some so you travel together no when I no, can okay. we do but yeah, it's yeah. mostly you yeah. know because she has her own life you know uh, that's great it's great. But again, I guess each job has its sacrifice. Yeah, I I just love traveling because I love, and you know what it's like too. Having when you went to England, when you went to London, did you were yeah. you in London? London. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, um, it's expensive. It's expensive. It's also exotic, and it's interesting, and that's what I I love about traveling. Yeah, yeah, and you're meeting great people. You meet lots of great people. Lots of funny people. Fucking funny people. Yeah. Can you imagine having done attorneying? You couldn't do that. Uh-uh. Yeah. After a while, you learn everything you need to know in the first couple of years. Like And then what? you're just doing it over and over again. <laughs> like what? What do you what mean? What do you mean like, say you're a, a, a corporate attorney. Right. You only do certain numbers of types of cases and then once you've done those you're going to just repeat that whereas you know what we do it's always different it is always different do you think that there's a sacrifice in what it is that we do yeah i mean just try getting alone when you don't have like a a job job it's as you try to explain it to people and you're in LA like don't you know there are actors and comics in LA who don't get a monthly salary I can't even right. say it I'm so upset right no it used to be when I when I had when I, we had the house it was they were giving out and that was during that time yeah, the yeah, big yeah. short time yeah. where it's like what do you got what do you got what do you got you know we'll give it to you because all the way doesn't a nickel matter. yeah yeah you got a nickel you don't can you get a nickel if you can get a nickel you got a house and shine my shoes. We got, there was somebody that I saw at a, um, somebody saw, I had an audition. It was crazy. I had an audition. I haven't had an audition in a year. And I had an audition. It was a commercial audition. And what I like about the commercial auditions, it's not about can I get a job. It's like, who am I going to see? Right. What friends am I, am I going to see? Right. If I could They're all there. Come. They're all there. And a friend was there and he was saying, he had just seen the big short and he said he just, he was broke down crying because he lost three different kinds of properties he was duped he felt like the 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 rug was pulled out from under him because it really fucking was yeah yeah and living our life and it is a sacrifice but it's but i think after a while we figure out how to fucking do it right you just do it and what does that mean just do it when you say well you just do it what does that mean to you well you do what you have to do to get by for example because if you know like uh you're running out of money this month Sometimes you have to make a choice. Do I get a job job to make the money or do I 
try to foster my art and, you know, do what I have to do, and then maybe something will come out of it. Right. You have to be that eternal optimist, I think. I think so, you know? too. I yeah. think so, too. And it's coming into it, and it's going back to the pitch and saying, this guy or woman, this guy or woman is going to is interested in what I'm saying. Yeah. Because if you go into it thinking they're not interested in what I'm saying, you're fucked yeah, before you even it. walk in there. Forget about it. That's why you hear these stories about, oh, my audition went great. I just didn't give a shit. I just took some Adderall and I was out of it. I just did it. And I got it. I'm on NCIS. As a corpse, but, you know. <laughs> uh, have you been on a show like that? One of those shows? I haven't been on a lot of network You things. were on Monk. You did Monk. No. You did do a monk. I did a monk. Me? You didn't do a monk. I thought you... I read that you did a monk. Maybe you didn't... What corporate... I ran a monk. You ran a monk. I thought you did a monk. Boy, I got that wrong. What oh, corporate... No. Like, what... Maybe I did. No, I didn't. I, I didn't I really do a monk. I, I thought I read that you did. It doesn't matter. Dan Dratch wrote for monk. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Dan Dratch wrote for monk. Wait, have you been on any of those... Any of the... That... I would have loved to have done something like that. I mean, I still do, but it's mostly cable, mostly friends, things, right. you know, like, oh, yeah, I know you. Right. I, that's what happens to me, too. And you live out here long enough, and what ends up happening is you get work because your friends got work. It's never the casting people either, because they sort of have blinders on, and they don't look at you. They go, next! But also, don't you think that a lot of agents have blinders on, too? Yeah. I felt like the reason that I lost, I had a couple of agents... And one agent literally said to me, I don't know, this is back in this day, uh, I can't get anybody to open the envelope with your picture in it. Um, and it's because, and I felt like, you've never seen me perform. You don't know how to sell me. Right. And if you've never seen me perform, then how can you sell me? Yeah. If you've never tasted, you know, a particular chocolate, how do you know to, you know, ways to describe it? Yeah. I look at the agents sometimes as like, college counselors or career counselors they're almost like you you go to them and you go i i want to go to harvard and they go yeah well we've got already got 10 people going to harvard why don't you go mm -hmm. to this tech school devry but that whole thing also we tell ourselves that as well where we go where we'll say i want to go to harvard and you go oh boy how many people want to go to harvard yeah, who yeah, the yeah. fuck do i think i am wanting to go to harvard i know that's where delusional comes in. That's where, that's yeah. where the gift of being delusional comes it's in. It's a gift out here, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. But it's also faith. Faith. Faith in yourself. Yeah. George Michael. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And look what happened to him. Yeah, what happened? He went to a park and that fell in love. Thing. In a park <laughs> bathroom. No, maybe he did a monk. He maybe did a monk. He, yeah, ran, yeah, he yeah. clearly he, ran, a he monk, ran a monk. And he ran a monk. He ran a monk. <laughs> and today's the day that David Bowie died. Or yesterday. I know. I know. And... The Thin White Duke. What's that? The Thin White Duke. The Thin White Duke. Did he... For me, I really had to think about how is it that he affected me? Because I know other people were more affected by him. And... Really thinking about it, he has, and and the idea of who is who is it who is it that you are, and to live large, to really live large in that yeah. way, and to say I'm not going to conform to that because if I conform to you, I am really I am what I'm ultimately doing is strangling my creativity. Yeah, 
Can you imagine if he wanted to conform and people go, you can't do that, you're David Bowie. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or if David Bowie, because <laughs> who would look better in a suit? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Laura and I were coming back from Maui, and uh, where is, we went to... A, a name dropper. Name dropper. Um, <laughs> and we're on... Here's the name dropper. So we're on... We're at Maui, and we're getting on an airplane and uh, to come back to L.A., and there's this fucking awesome-looking black guy in a beautiful blue suit, and he was carrying a gorgeous clutch bag, and it was just... He was oh, really, Jamie Foxx. It was RuPaul. Really? Wow. And to look at him going, that's RuPaul. That's RuPaul. That's Paul RuPaul. As opposed to Paul RuPaul. But there's some people who are, again, living large. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. But he's also one of those people that you, you, you go, he, that's, he struggled just like everybody. Do you know Alexandra Billings from Chicago? She's I'm on Transparent. Heard, yeah. So Alex is another one who's lived large, like fuck it. But all the all all the um, all the tragedy that she's had in her life, all the challenges that she's had in life. Um, she's transitioned. She's a transgender. Like all those all those things. And now she's on Transparent. Her she's a professor at Cal State Long Beach. She's she it, like one of these people that you look and you go, that's it, that's it. I don't want what she does. But I, I, we all have that ability to say, what is it that the fucking you want to do and go the fucking do it? Yeah. It's exactly. you going to London, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a lot like improv, you know. You just heighten what you're good at and things come out of it. Things sprout out of it. But it never does if you don't heighten something or like do that job or pursue that thing. Right. If you don't pursue it, even if it fails, nothing... We'll go to the next step. Say that one more time. You'll just retreat. Uh, you've got to heighten something right. so that it goes to the next but level. But you said what, the, the thing about failure, because I also feel like... In There's what, good types of failure and bad types. What's I a think. bad type of failure? I think when you don't try something... There you go. That's the interesting thing. And then you've protected yourself. Maybe you even say, I didn't fail. But in fact, you did because you didn't try for something. Is that right? Oh, I totally yeah. understand. Absolutely. I totally understand that. And I feel like I, I, I understand it. I get it. And it goes back to, I asked you a question. Do you have regret about something? And, I, and it was just an interesting question for me to ask because I don't live in regret. Why am I asking you about regret? Um, because looking back on anything that I've done, I feel like I don't regret a fucking thing. Yeah. It's all, a, and it's all you right now. What do you mean? You're a reflection of everything you've done. So that's you right now. If you're happy with you right now, then you should be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people aren't happy with who they are right now. No. Not today. What do you mean? David Bowie. Oh, I see. I see. David Bowie. Yeah, it's been been quite the week for the month for rock stars. Um, But uh, that idea of being happy with who you are. Yeah. Because... If you're not happy with who you are, who's going to be happy with exactly. who you are? Exactly. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. You went through the list and it started and <laughs> ended with nobody. My dog. My dog. No. Right. Nobody. Nobody. But nobody can also, nobody, but that same person on that list, nobody can make you happy. Yeah. That person, nobody, can make you happy. 
Yeah. Nobody can make you happy. And here's the thing about nobody. There is no nobody. So you might as well make yourself happy by doing that thing. And you are, and you in the fact that you went, you know what, fuck it, I can't be a lawyer. I can't do that. Yeah. That doesn't make me happy. No. I kind of knew it right Turn away it. too. I mean, I could have left right then and there. Uh-huh. What, like stopped the you from, what stopped you from lefting right then and there? Well, it was a bit of like, oh, you can still have that degree. And then, so I was still sort of, you know, covering my anus. Right. Right. But um, I basically knew I didn't want to practice. And I sort of like, I can't, I can't, you're, a lot of times you're rationalizing what you want to do. Right. Right. You're rationalizing. You're coming up with a reason you to do it. You develop a safety net. You know, right? But you realize people go. You can do anything with a law degree. No, you can't. I love what you said about um, you do the same thing for two. You do you do different things for two years, and then after that, it's just yeah. Repeat. Unless you're like a trial lawyer or something dealing with people, I find those are actually interesting or constitutional things like that. But if you're just like a tax lawyer in a room, you've just got you know, but. And, and, and for me to go to do that for my life to go you know what I'm giving it all up I'm going to give up the road and I'm just going to get a law degree and I'm going to be a tax code attorney is that yeah, yeah, that's a job yeah. right tax code attorney God. I guess tax it's a job attorney. Tax, so, tax attorney tax attorney tax attorney <laughs> I'm going to be a tax attorney and wow mm. that would be a type of death for you it would be yeah it would be. But then it's the same thing as like you meet people like other people and they go, I can't believe what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing next week in terms of money and blah, blah, blah. It's like they can't even conceive of that. No. And you know how they try to give you advice. They go, uh, you're doing a show for free. Well, what I would do is I'd get right into that producer's office and I would say, I am worth something. My dad, when I first came out here, I was out here for less than a year. And my dad says, how's it going, son? And I said, uh, oh, you don't have to struggle. He goes, listen, this is what you do. You go over to Disney, you knock on the door, and you see if they need any help. And he was serious in that. And I was thinking, wow. Four years later, he calls me up on the phone and he says... Can you hook me up with your agent in Chicago? I'd like to be an actor. He was 65. Wow. And I went, okay. And he works. The fucker's 83 years old. Wow. Linda Jack? No, I don't I bet, know. I, think, I, bet, I bet Linda Jack, I bet he was at Linda Jack. I bet he was at, he, I think he started with Harry Davidson. But see, now he understands sort of, because you try to explain things like how you get developed. Like, oh, I'm working on this pilot. It's like, pilot, what? It's not on national TV, so... I can't really comprehend what it is. Don't you think that the kids who are growing up now are so different than the kids growing up in the 50s and 60s because the, the, like, the options of the media is so wide Yeah, and now. you can just be doing stuff without the big make or break thing. You know, like, oh, I got my big break on NBC now on a sitcom. It took me 20 years to get it. Whereas here, it's like, yeah, I did a couple of YouTube videos. Right, and it went viral, and then somebody called me up and had me do this one thing. I've got a VH1 show now. VH1. Yeah. Oh, is there a VH1? I don't think... I, I think, don't think... That, I no? don't... Maybe there... I don't know. I don't have my finger on the this pulse of anything. I think it's still around, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, um, it's just so easy now. I mean, not easy, but... But there are a lot of different things to do. And again, coming back to the idea of like, what's, what is it that you want to do? And if you say, what is it that you want to do? And if you say, I want to do it, but I can't, I, there's no way that I can do that. I want to go, I want to grab you by the shoulders and say, what have, what have you tried? What the fuck have you tried? Yeah. Because if you really, really want to do it, then do it. Yeah. You want to get those people. Um, I do get those people. You're like the catcher in the rye. Right? Yeah. Spraying fuck on the side of a building. You're holding right? Caulfield. I am holding Caulfield. <laughs> I am holding Caulfield. And I'm not holding anything back. Back. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Holding Caulfield. 2015. He's 2016. He's not holding anything back. Uh, my brother is one of those guys who says, oh, I really, you know, I envy you. Um, but I've always envied him. Right. Because Jordy is, Jordy plays piano. Um, he's a graphic artist. He works at Discover Card in, in uh, suburban Chicago. He's doing art. He does websites. Like, he's out there, but his life is all about he and his wife, Susan, living in, you know, they live in Evanston, and they have a really lovely life there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's great. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Sheldon, the tax attorney, tax attorney, as you're talking about, the Sheldon, the tax attorney, I look and I go, how do you get your rocks off, dude? I mean, not literally, but how do you, what is it that, 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 that grabs you? Yeah. Monastery porn. Oh, jeez. No, but that's where things come out in weird ways, too. If you have that suppression way down, then there's probably something really strange you're into or or suppressing. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. I, 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 and yet I also believe that I want to think about it because I, any, any, any peccadillo that somebody else has and the more public they are with that peccadillo makes me say, well, I got peccadillos, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to judge you. How about you not judge me and my peccadillos? Exactly. Uh, and now is a really interesting time just in terms of going back to transgender, the idea that um, e, 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 something that we thought was as solid and definable as gender really isn't. Yeah. So something that you look at and you say, oh, that's a that's a fetish. So what? Big deal. Yeah. Why can't we have those things in our life as long as it doesn't draw blood from someone that doesn't want blood drawn from them? Don't be a gender judger. That's a bumper sticker. Don't. That's a bumper yeah. sticker. Don't be a gender judger. And there's no holding back. There's no holding back. 2016. <laughs> but there, there, those things that, and again, all those things that we had definitions for when we were younger, no longer have definitions. Yeah. Yeah. So you either draw a line and say, I'm not going there, or you just go with the flow. Right? And that's the improv part. Yeah. Is to go with the flow. You got to go with the flow. All right. Let's end there. What do you think? Yeah, sure. We'll do that. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. Went by so quick. It always does. Well, thank you, Rich Fulch, for helping us feel at one with being delusional. I, for one, have never really had a problem with it <laughs> in this 56 years. Thanks for coming over to the apartment for a pod chat as well. ADD Comedy with Dave Rizaski. Also, thanks to Laura Parker, my co-producer. My dear friend, musician extraordinaire Al Rose for our theme song, I Feel Like a Million Dollars, from Al's album, Sad Go Lucky. And we thank you, our listeners. If you liked our show, please give us a positive note on iTunes, won't you? If you're interested in having me at your theater, your improv school, corporate event, volcanic eruption, 
please drop me a line at dave at addcomedy.com. Please, thanks, and we'll hear you in our ears.